0: Hey everybody, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called, Does Happily Ever After Exist? And today, when you're going to be hearing this, is February 14th, Valentine's Day of 2024, uh, unless you're catching a replay. And I don't think it's an accident that right now it happens to be February tenth at ten ten when I'm recording this, so I think the signs are in the air. So I'm really excited about this episode. Here we go, guys. Okay, so I want to start today by saying yes, I'm recording early. I don't usually record this much in advance. There's definitely a reason for it. Um, you guys are amazing, by the way. I just want to start off by saying I love my listeners, <laughs> I love my clients, I love my friends and family um the support that's pouring in for me right now is beyond and i don't even know what i've done to deserve it but i am so grateful honestly um sometimes y'all remember my life better than i do <laughs> i got reach outs like that's what woke me up this morning was a dear friend reaching out but everybody's remembering right now this week for me and what it means um you know it starts with the 11th right through the 14th and it's a lot it's when I started dating my husband it's the day he died it's his first brain surgery there's a lot of anniversary kind of stuff happening this week for me and the fact that you all remember it and send me so much love and support is appreciated beyond so I just had to put that out there (laughs) thank you so much for all your reach outs for you know just being in my corner because I never feel like I'm doing this thing alone with all of you so thank you everybody Um, You know, I know this week is hard for many of my listeners, and I know this because you're telling me. (laughs) I know this because I'm getting asked all these questions as though I'm some type of relationship expert, which just makes my head want to explode because I don't know how I got here, guys. I mean, I started out this whole journey to help support other people who were grieving because people were telling me they felt like I was a few steps ahead of their own process. And so, why not light the way for those to come behind me, right? If I figured out something that worked, why not pay it forward? Why not share what's working? And somehow, you you guys have put a lot of faith in in my opinions, and especially around love. And I will say, my husband and I had something pretty special, and so I understand why some people look and say, "Well, like, how are you?" How are you sort of doing this and how how did you even have a relationship that sort of you know stayed so like fresh through all those years like how did that work and you know it's funny because you'll hear people say kind of cliche things like well a good marriage takes hard work (laughs) like it does I guess in the sense that nothing's perfect You know, everybody has their bumps in the road and their fights and whatever. But truly, if I have to put my finger on what the secret sauce was for us, it really and truly had to do with the fact that we were still just passionate about each other after all that time. So when the passion is lacking and you don't just look at somebody with so much excitement and like, you have to be willing to open up and give to receive really like i don't remember one day when he came home from work where he wasn't like over the moon to see me so when someone walks through the front door and they're like ah there you are like i've been missing you all day like now my day is complete kind of feeling like when you're met with that what are you like forced to do in that situation it pours right back out of you, right back at them. And it's like, that's the stuff. It has nothing to do with having to like dig deep, work hard, compromise, compromise, you know, fight your way through it. If if that's the energy within your relationship, it might not have been the right match to begin with. So when I'm asked about this happily ever after thing, like, does that really exist? Is that really a thing? I mean, I'm never going to stop fighting for the yes. Yeah, it does, because I think that too many people just compromise with the wrong partner is why people believe it's a no. They've never seen it or felt it. When somebody just loves you so completely that there's absolutely no one else in their visual line of sight, you know what I mean? It is just tunnel vision for that person. It's like throw all the other rules you've ever had in your life out the window because you don't care. Their happiness makes your happiness and i don't think that i ever really cared about my own happiness if like it should be the person who if you're making dinner and you you made dinner for there's a family of four and you only made enough for three you happily would make sure they have their dinner before you because their happiness is going to make you feel fully satisfied does that make sense It's like that's when you know, yeah, this is my person. I don't even care if I go hungry, like I want to see them light up. That's that exists. It does. And, you know, having that full commitment to somebody, that passion that never dies out, that attraction, you know, all that stuff, it does exist. And I'm not the only one, and that's how I know it's real. Like if I was the one and only situation that ever had something that felt that good, then yeah, maybe it was a one-off. But I see it around me. I know a lot of people who had that. And being in this grieving world has really opened my eyes to that because unlike in your everyday interactions with people where some people might have been divorced, some people might be fresh out of a hard breakup, some people might never have found their person yet... Some people might be in a marriage that's feeling a little loveless or a lack of passion. In this grieving community, I literally set it up with the word soulmate in the title for a reason. I only wanted people who felt so emphatically about their person that their soul feels crushed in their absence. So I've drawn in, you know, I mean, I shut shut the doors around 3,200 people. And I was just looking and I have like, At least another thousand waiting to get in. I'm starting to open the doors and let people back into that group again because I know it's needed. I just wasn't sure if I could keep up with the numbers, but I'm going to open the doors again. My point being, the people in there are all like, let me just say this. I won't say all because nothing's ever in all, but the majority of the people that join the group are starting in an energetic space of I'll never meet another like. Because they believe they found their one true soulmate and never will they open their heart again because they've already had it. Why would I even try when I've already had the perfect thing? So, a lot of my members come in in that energetic space. Now, you can't tell me true love doesn't exist and happily ever after is not out there with a the fairy tale ending. Because, okay, so some people are going to argue this and say, well, how is that a happily ever after? You know, like, They lost their person. You know, they ended up with death at the end of it. But they ended up losing their person at the peak, you know? They lost their person while they still had a heart full of love. And a lot of these members had 70, 80 years. That's crazy. And that's a fact, by the way. I didn't even think that was going to be a possibility. I was 80. Well, then they had to have been how old when they got married? Craziest part is that older generation, a lot of them got married at like 15, 16 years old. They spent literally a lifetime with a person. Oh my gosh. Anyway, you want to talk about happily ever after existing, it exists. Don't give up on love because it exists. And for people who are in that group with me, as I'm shining that light of optimism and just reminding them to keep getting up every morning, getting out into the world, shining their light, finding out their path and why they're still here. As I'm doing that, I can't tell you how many people have met within the group and are dating each other, have found a new love, have moved on, are engaged again. How exciting is that? These are people who didn't give up and found it again, a second go around at a happily ever after. So it exists. And it's so inspiring, you guys. It so hits me like down deep every time I want to give up or say, you know, yeah, I had my shot, you know, and just sort of want to like roll over with it all and just be like, well, I had my true love and now it's time to just like, what, carry on until I'm dead? Like, no, come on, people. The best part of life is love. That's what everything in this life is built on, is love. And so when you shut yourself off to it, you're missing out on the best parts because ain't nobody want to be sitting in that rocking chair on their front porch someday by themselves, having your big mansion and your fancy cars in your locations all around the world that you can enjoy by yourself. Nobody wants that. We want partnership and connection because that's the stuff of life. All the rest falls away. It's material. It can be lost. But when you really find someone who sees your soul, who loves you for what you have to offer this planet and like sees you at your worst and still loves you, oh my gosh. Like it makes you start to like all these things that you've strived for your whole life, these goals you've set, they kind of crumble away because if you lose the person, none of that matters anymore. All of a sudden that stuff doesn't seem so... Shiny and enticing, right? It's sure, of course, you could still have enjoyment sitting on a beach somewhere with a cocktail in hand, surrounded by beautiful people and whatever. Yeah, sure. Anyone can have a great moment. But is it what you want? Momentary pleasures? Or do you want that satisfaction in your soul that you're seen and loved for your worst? Because that's the happily ever after. You know, the legacy you're going to leave behind. Maybe generations that you pass it on to. Maybe you don't have kids. I have a lot of members who never had kids. And a lot of them feel gypped in that way. I will say that. Like, just a little side note, because I hear it all the time, that people who've chosen not to have kids with their person and then they lose them, you know, they'll say things like, you know, I... I see all these people who have like their children and their whatever. I have nothing. I lost my person and I have nothing now. Like I don't have kids. We didn't have pets. We didn't have this. We didn't have that. Like they go through this list of feeling just so empty. So I will just put that out there. I don't know who needs to hear that today. But like, you know, maybe if it's something, maybe some of my listeners are teetering on, do I have kids? Do I not? Um, (laughs) Ironically, I drew the line at two and said I never wanted more than two kids. Well, my husband was one of two. I was one of two. And that's all I knew. I felt like one parent, two hands. <laughs> Anytime I needed to like go to the grocery store or whatever, as long as I had a hand for each kid, I was going to be all right. No, I had never really saw the need to have a huge family. Um, and then the second my husband died, I wish we had had a fleet more. You know, and I don't know why that even is, if that makes any ounce of sense, but all of a sudden, I was like, oh, I kind of wish we had had more kids. And then in thinking about would I ever have more again in the future? Here's where my mind goes with that. Like, I, I thought, you know, at my age, maybe no. Maybe I'm just done. Like, do I really want to start over kind of thing? Or my youngest is now 10. But there's a thing. In a marriage, our, our marriage was solid. We were in love. But when we had kids together, that bond was different. When I saw him as a dad, my love for him changed exponentially, and I didn't think it could get better than it already was. But there was something that changed when we had children together and watching my kids grow. It's not it's not not that I even still feel some connection to him through them. It's different and watching a life that wouldn't be here. You know what I mean? I'm watching these kids grow and I don't I can't put my finger on it, guys. But that bond just gets better with the growing of a family. And so for that reason alone, if I ever fell in love again, if I ever wanted to have a family again or if I ever wanted to, you know, marry somebody again and they didn't have kids or they wanted to have kids or even if they didn't, I think I would want to have kids with them because that connection just deepens. It becomes something, I don't know, even better. So, um, anyway, that's just a little side note because I hear, I hear the kid talk often. Uh, (laughs) but here's my question to people who are really like denying the idea that there's a happily ever after that exists. I'm curious as to what kind of BS story you witnessed, maybe when you were younger. Or maybe in your own life? Or what were you told? You know, like what story played out in front of your eyes? Or who screwed you over? You know, if you've given up on that happily ever after, what have you witnessed and what have you bared in your life? Because that hurts my soul to think about how deeply somebody must have been hurt in order for them to go to the place of, Just wanting to turn it all off and believe that that's not out there. Uh, Maybe that's why I was called to do this podcast because quite a few of you asked me this question this week about like, you know, you really think it's out there? Do you really think I could find it again? Do you really think that this is a real thing that people could in the end of their life have that sort of notebook moment, you know, just living out your life together? You know, someday closing your eyes and just a peaceful ending by each other's sides. (laughs) You know, and I think maybe at points in my life, I've doubted it. I've had people who have posed things to me that made me start to doubt myself around it. And, you know, I feel like that's just the devil at work a little bit. Trying to make you doubt what you know to be true in your heart. (laughs) You know, because there's no way that this world, this life exists without happy happy endings, right? Like that those storybook endings were created out of experiences. Just like the tough horrible horror stories came out of other people's crazy minds. And you know, like everything comes from somewhere, our imagination. But what you can see in your imagination, you can create in this world. You know, every single amazing thing that's ever been created in this world started as a thought in someone's imagination. <laughs> And love is no exemption to this. Um, I feel, hold on one second, guys. I just want to clear my throat because I feel so bad. You can probably barely hear me. Sorry about that, guys. I'm still fighting this cold a little bit. I should have given myself just a smidge more time to recoup from it. But quite honestly, my voice over the last few days has been in and out. So it's a a bit of a mixed bag as to whether when I was ready to record this, I'd have a voice at all. So whatever. (laughs) It's what it is. And what I do want to say is that I am sorry. I'm so sorry for whatever, whoever painted that reality for you and and in your head that that this love story is a fictional thing. You know, I lived it. It's nonfiction. It is not at all a storybook ending. It can be the real thing. And it doesn't mean that if you've been there, had that, that your day is over and you never get to have it again. And it doesn't mean that you are, because <laughs> I, I had a, uh, well, they weren't even a client. They were in my free Facebook group, but um, they made the comment around how old-fashioned women no longer existed. Like when they used to be in the dating world, there was this old-fashioned sort of sense to people and and that just doesn't exist. So listen, because I've heard this from a friend recently too, that almost like implying that maybe my mindset's coming from a different time and place when this did exist and now it's all about hookups and situationships and energetic fleeting, you know, connections and whatnot. And that this sort of like, I don't know, holding out for love and and the, the whole story and the whole package is a thing of the past, and that's not what people are about anymore. That hurts my heart a little bit, too, because I don't believe that's true. I mean, look at this older gentleman who thinks there's no old-fashioned women out there. There are. <laughs> there are people like me everywhere who believe that it's out there, who want to, you know, who have this virtuous sort of approach to things, who don't want to just give it all away, who don't want to just settle for breadcrumbs, who don't want to just... You know, be a here today, gone tomorrow. Because those connections feel really good. And people want to believe that, like, that's all I need because it can come without the commitment and all the things that bring up internal fears within me about being abandoned or, or taken advantage of or screwed over or hurt or deceived or lied to. So it's safer to just have these fleeting interactions with people where I can feel really good in the moment and then I can protect my heart. And guess what happens with that is you're not protecting your heart. You're limiting it. You're keeping it from fully getting to be loved and adored by another person. You know, um, my whole thing, I loved my husband so much and I saw so much, um, just, I already knew and believed in how good he was that he was always going to achieve the next um, the next like big growth, big um, accomplishment. I think I might have told you guys this before on here. Um, this is how I love my friends and my people now anyway. It has become a part of me that if I believe in you, I usually will buy the congratulatory gift before you actually make the achievement. Because I want you to know I already see it in you. I already know you're going to get there. There's no doubt in my mind of your greatness. And, um, you know, I don't do that for everybody. I do it for those that I really love and see something special in. But um, it started with him because I already knew he was going to come home one day and be so proud of what he achieved. And I wanted to be ready for it when he came home because I already knew that. I already saw that was coming, you know and that is what everybody deserves is someone who loves them like that who can just already know you got this like this is a no-brainer i'm standing here supporting you and cheering you on but more than that i don't even have to like tell you because you know that i see this in you like my confidence you in you never wavers and so unless you felt love like that from somebody These little fleeting, like, feel-good moments of, like, say, hooking up with somebody or, you know, having these, like, interactions with people where it's hot and cold but feels really good, then we're going for it. And then if not, then we just walk away. There's nothing safe and reliable within that. There's nothing that gives you a feeling of security. How are you going to feel when that person you're looking at turns away from you and looks at someone else? That's the real question because that's what happens with these little things that are going on in today's day and age of these little, like, I feel like a hummingbird, you know, bopping from like flower to flower. The problem is there could be a better, more beautiful flower over there that all of a sudden this person's fully focused on and you might still be fully focused on them. There's just no feeling of like being seen like you're the only flower in the field. And, like, when you feel love like that, it's fire. Everyone deserves to feel that. Like, I could have walked into a sea of beautiful women, and I never had an insecurity. Never. I knew that my husband's eyes were, like, like laser-focused on me. They They were there, and he could admire their beauty and see that they're beautiful. But he was like, there's my girl. Like he saw me in the center of it all, like my light just shone a little brighter. And so this Valentine's Day, that's what I'm hoping everybody gets to feel, just a flicker of that, you know? Have somebody see you like you're the only light in the room, the only flower in the field, the only crayon in the box that's a beautiful color. You know what I mean. (laughs) All right. I am just rambling right now. Let me take a quick break and I'll be right back, guys. So in today's episode, I was rambling on about how I'm reopening the doors to my free Facebook group, "Connection Beyond Struggle" for a grieving soulmate, and I have not been good about allowing people in. Anybody who's still waiting at the door, I am getting to it. I am way behind. Um, you know, I have about a thousand profiles to go through, but um, it is a private group, so it does require me to accept you in. So there is a waiting period, but. Um, I'm coming back to allowing people into that group if it's a group that you feel like you could really use the support of um, while I don't allow outside links inside of there um, I definitely find that this group is solid with giving support being there for one another we're starting to really feel like family as large as the group is I feel like I know most of the members by now which is really wild Um, it just shows you how intimate it is because we've all been through a similar struggle and Nobody's telling you what to do in there. We're just here to give you support, here to cheer for you when you have wins. Um, and there is coaching that happens in there weekly. Um, that's the area where I kind of try to explain to people the, the what, the why's, all that stuff. My clients only group is really where I explain my how to's. So that is also available. But um, for today, I just wanted to advertise my free group. For those of you interested, I will drop the link in today's podcast description. All right, guys, right back to the show. Okay, guys, second half of the show. this is for the naysayers., <laughs> uh, I want to get you there. I want to help you to see the light a little bit because I've actually only had this happen a couple times, but I had a couple people who stepped out of my client side of my I don't know how to explain this. I sort of had have two things running. I have a very supportive, free, um, coaching area and then I have my clients who are really people looking for like I need a how-to here I need some something to follow I'm ready for this I am standing on the edge I'm ready to heal I need you know I'm, I'm ready to do the work and to get better and I had a couple clients who actually had a hard time staying with me on my path because within my client group 95% of them are looking for love again what's that tell you right out of this healed state of mind they're ready again because they know how good it feels it's like an addiction once you really know what real love feels like you're not gonna let that go you're gonna chase that like a dog with a bone so <laughs> there was like you know one or two people that I've ever encountered in the entire time of running that group who are like oh you know what I was just really looking for a way to like move forward with my person and not try to ever find somebody else and had a hard time with that. So those are the people I want to kind of talk to. The people who are just so shut off, who maybe, okay, so not let's not just go with grief here because I know a lot of my listeners aren't just grieving. So anybody who's been cheated on, who's gone through a divorce situation, who has never found their person, who has... Found love and lost it, whatever the case may be, where you have just shut the door and decided that, you know what, I'm just doing this life now. Like, whatever, if, you know, some people might come and go, but I'm the true love thing, like air quotes around it. It's like, it's not real. Like, you're crazy. <laughs> Here is to my people who think I'm crazy. I love you. <laughs> First of all, I love you because it always shines a light. Like, anytime somebody is going to be. You know, I love opposing forces, I love devil's advocates, because it gives an opportunity to talk about what people are really thinking. So many people won't speak up about it, but they think that, and so it's so important to talk about. So it is possible, some people go their whole life, they never find it. What I think about those people is that they've likely held a mindset their entire life that has attracted that into their world, into their existence, As an actual truth. So they're not wrong. I mean, have you ever heard that saying? What is it? Like whether you're right or whether you can't. Well, whether you say you can or you can't, you're right. That makes sense, right? Because no matter what, you're right. If that's what you think and believe in your heart, then you're right. So you can't argue with somebody who's going to say that. They're absolutely right. Love doesn't exist for them. They have shut off potential to it. So, the real question you got to ask yourself is do you want it? Do you want a love that's pure, beautiful, harmonious, like all the, you know, tweeting birds and whatnot? <laughs> do you want something that sounds like a fairy tale ending or not? Is the question. Because the people that are still going to say, no, I don't, I believe that's because they believe that it carries like fear and threat and risk and all that it's not because they don't want a supportive loving partner to come home to every day something that feels really solid and good and you know drums up all that like good stuff <laughs> you know what I mean like the butterflies in your belly and stuff the only people who ever are like I don't want that are usually people who've been hurt by that you know and if they believe well it's not out there it's not real. Everybody in the end will hurt you. They're right. (laughs) They are right. Don't argue with them. They're not wrong. That's what is in their world. That's what they've attracted. That's what their mindset will continue to attract. So don't try to change their mind. You can't. They're right. And you're right. And the fact that you believe in it tells me you're going to have it. If you believe it's out there for you, As long as you don't have any sort of negative self-talk and limiting beliefs that immediately go to the contrary and say, well, it's out there, but for a select few, then that limiting belief will keep it from your grasp. You know, if you think, yes, it's out there, but like in my small town, I'll never meet somebody like that. Then you've just closed yourself off to the potential for it. You know what I mean? Like the only thing in your way is you. So it is out there. You will find it. It's already coming towards you. And the only thing that's going to stop it from finding you is when you start putting up these, you know, limitations around when you think it'll come or, you know, who it's available for or, you know, how often it happens, how likely it is. You know, those are the limiting beliefs that you've learned from watching those around you. And you've be- you allowed your subconscious mind to make that story factual and move that into the forefront as fact. And if you need help, guys, I do do hypnosis. I didn't advertise it today. I probably should have. Um, And I have sessions that will be opening up probably by the end of March 2024 um, around, first of all, just having these love butterflies on command. You can do that. That is something you can totally do. Um, But also attracting a committed relationship. All of these things, self-confidence boosters. I'm doing work around the subconscious mind for this because For most people that don't have it or believe it can't be, this is something in the subconscious mind that needs to shift. You know, whatever you've witnessed or been through as traumas in your own life have now led you to believe that this is no longer available to you or for anybody, that, you know, love is BS, that it is not something that really exists out there in that manner. Any of that stuff can be changed. You know, if you saw your parents fight or divorce, you already have a story in your mind from a a very impressionable age that's very hard to shift unless you do some subconscious work uh, and healing. And then as you get older, most of us go through these teenage years, early 20s, where, yeah, there might be cheating and infidelity. There might be, um, you know, things where you put all your heart into it and then get it broken. Um, There might be times where... The one that you thought would be the one ended up, you know, being the worst thing that ever happened to you or there was tumultuous relationships, you know, anything like that. It starts to paint a picture. You're looking at friends around you and you find out so-and-so's cheating on so-and-so. This person's screwing around behind this person's back. And those stories start to make you feel really jaded towards love and your belief that anybody's ever faithful. And all that story does is reinforce that this pure love and happily ever after doesn't exist. But that's a lie. Everything exists. Everything exists. (laughs) Right? If you can think of it, it, it exists. Put your brain around that for a second. If life comes out of imagination and thoughts like anything you've ever thought of exists, So, the storybook ending with this pure relationship, with this happy couple, with like the passion and that like desire for each other that doesn't fade over the years, it just intensifies, that exists. You might never have witnessed it. Or, more likely than not, your subconscious mind has been taking notes. Your conscious mind, totally unaware that it exists. Your subconscious mind, I bet it has files and files of beautiful, loving relationships that you witnessed that you might have even experienced bits and pieces of, you know, that you've seen in some way, shape or form. And it was taking notes. It just believes because your conscious mind is telling it that this is what's real, not that it needs the story rewritten a little bit. And you can fade that belief that everything ends in tragedy into black and white and make it small and make it disappear and blow up. You can bring to light and vibrancy and color in your inner subconscious programming the belief and knowledge that not only is it available, it's available to you and It's beautiful and more beautiful than you could have imagined or ever experienced. Because if you're still kind of a naysayer, you've likely not had it yet, you know, because I'm willing to bet that anybody who's a listener today who's in my grieving group, who had this passionate, great love story, and then it got taken from them by death, my guess is you know it's out there, (laughs) you know and if the only way in which you've been sort of jaded around it is because you think that if you get it it it's not something that you can hang on to is is my guess is the subconscious that you have running right now because i had that initially too like my fear when i first lost my husband was like all the great relationships all of a sudden i started seeing evidence of this all around me all my favorite relationships of the other one partner dying, like all the best relationships, like it ended tragically, like that, that I started to believe on some level that if, if you found something so pure and good that God would rip it from you and that it almost was like too beautiful and good to stay here on earth. (laughs) You know, I had that belief that like it, it could only last so long and then God had to take that beautiful soul back. Like they were too good for this earth, you know? So I was afraid to put myself out there because I just thought it would end in in tragedy again, you know. Uh, and healing work had to be done around that. It, you really have to be able to open up and be willing to say, I know there's better, but I don't know how to like change my inner wiring around this, so help me. You have to be willing to say, I want better for myself, and I'm not willing to compromise on believing that there is no happy ending. You know, like why so many people sit around on Valentine's Day and feel sad. That breaks my heart. You know, I hate to think of people just sitting there never having received maybe love on Valentine's Day. And so then they turn it around and say, oh, it's just a hallmark holiday. It's just a, you know, I want a love that is like every day of the year I'm spoiled and I feel loved. And I because I was this person, I used to say this, I used to like poo poo people who are like, getting super spoiled on Valentine's Day, and I would always say, like, I don't even want that. I want love like that every day of the year. Like, forget this holiday. But guess what? At the truth of it, we all want the flowers, the chocolates, the beautiful romantic thoughts written in a card. (laughs) It sounds cheesy. We want to be taken out to dinner. We want to be spoiled a little or given the rose. What the reason for it is is because you want to feel like somebody else sees you and just wants to take a moment to pause and acknowledge how special you are in their world. Now, yes, we all want it every day of the year. We don't want just one special day of the year to be acknowledged that way, but that doesn't mean we don't want to be acknowledged on that day too. For a while I used that as a coping mechanism. It was like a protective buffer because if I said that and then you receive nothing, it's a real safe place to sit, right? Because you already said, I didn't want any of that. I want it every day. So then if nobody shows up for you to say, hey, I love you on that day, you can go, well, that's good because I didn't I didn't want that anyway. This holiday is a nothing, you know? And I think it's because Valentine's Day, I had some, you know, rough goes. Like my husband having a brain surgery on Valentine's Day was about as ironic as things can get, you know? And then the fact of the matter is that the following Valentine's Day was my first day without him in my world, you know, after he died. It was the first day that I didn't have him. Do do you think I didn't feel like God laughing in my face a little bit around like, (laughs) of course, I'm human, you know? But let's be real here. Every person wants to feel seen and still loved for their worst qualities and Valentine's Day is about that that's what I really feel but it doesn't have to come in the form by the way guys of a soulmate it could come from like my dog gives me unconditional love if I can show gratitude for the unconditional love I get from my children my pet my friends and family my community and um, you know, the support of my groups and stuff. If I can be so grateful for that, as soon as you show gratitude for the love you already have, you'll be given more love. That's just how it works. You got to show gratitude for what you already have in an area in order to receive more of it. So for people who are feeling like nobody ever feels proud of me, like I've never felt like anybody just look at me and be like, I'm proud for the stuff you've done in your life, then... Find some element of that in your world, right? Or show pride to someone else and then you'll receive it too. That's another one. But also just look for it around you because all it takes is one small area that you can shine a light on and then the universe God goes, wow, look at the gratitude they have for, for when somebody's proud of them. I'll give them more of that. And it starts showing up in abundance in your world. So... When you're feeling depleted of love around a holiday that is all about love, look around you and you're going to see people showing acts of love, you know, giving flowers to their person, bringing balloons to the office, whatever it is, (laughs) instead of eye rolling and being like, ugh, instead embrace it and be grateful that the universe God is showing you acts of love so that you can feel the love around you. And if you show gratitude around it, you're gonna find yourself attracting in your own love. So instead of being annoyed or disgusted or whatever with the whole thing, because I've been there, I have been there, instead just embrace it and be like yes you go girl like yeah like look at him stepping up when i'm at the grocery store and i see a guy buying a bouquet of flowers and i'm thinking of myself like old me was like dude like it's the end of the day he's scrambling he's just grabbing the first thing at the grocery store he could find it's like almost little effort put into this year a little bit but Instead of thinking that, just being like, yes, you got your stuff together. Go get it to her. Quick, go. Make sure you write something special in that card. Like, that's like my inner voice is like thinking like, yes, this is good stuff. You know, when the restaurants are like packed because everybody's going out to dinner or whatever. Like, instead of being annoyed because you can't get a reservation and you just wanted some takeout or what, and they're too busy, whatever it is, stop getting that way. It's like you're coming from a spot of negativity. Just be like happy for those around you and and, like embrace the love that is around you and it's going to start coming through your door before you know it. So for all my naysayers out there, yes, there's a happily ever after that exists even for you. (laughs) But if you're going to continue to dig your heels in and say, no, it doesn't, then you know what? You're right. I hate to say it, but you're right. (laughs) Because you're always right. Whatever you believe and think is your reality. So if you want your reality to be a little different this Valentine's Day, then just, you know what, stop fighting it. Just embrace it. Whatever it is, whoever you've been putting off or pushing away or holding at arm's length, let them in for goodness sakes. Just because the last one hurt you doesn't mean the next one will just because it always goes this way doesn't mean that's a true story. It doesn't always. It can be different. And I want different for you. I want happy ever, happily ever after for everybody. So <laughs> there are my rose-colored glasses for this week. And no better timing than Valentine's Day to, uh, you know, sip the Kool-Aid a little bit. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining me. And hopefully I'll see you again next week.